Okay. This is the Tasty Bets Podcast. Follow at Tasty Bets Pod on Twitter, X, Reddit, and Threads. Subscribe to Tasty Bets Pod on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to partake. I am your host, Dino DeCespedes, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Grant Engel. What is up, man? Well, I'm mostly fine. The World Cup final went poorly for me and the Lionesses. I would say if I would use one word to describe it, it would be sad, but... We still have 94.7% of the Premier League season left to go. And I think uh, surely that will take the pain away. I can't imagine anything <laughs> going wrong there. So, uh, yeah, we'll be fine. <laughs> I love that. And you're not even the math guy. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Crunched it. So we're recording this Wednesday night, August 23rd. So plenty of time to watch, listen, get your picks in before this weekend's action. But before we hit the stats, quick reminder to please always bet responsibly. This is a marathon, not a sprint. As a show last week, Betting Premier League, your boys finished up 31 big ones or 0.31 units. Um, I don't think we have a, a funky animal for that particular uh, data point, but feels good to be in the black. Some nice wins last week. West Ham to beat Chelsea plus 300. Nailed that one. I, don't know, I think that was our very first halfy half. So that one came in. Nice. As a show, we hit a unit and a half on Villa to beat Everton. So... Props to you for calling that one out. And you snuck one in Monday morning back at my desk and I get the text midday. I mentioned last week that, you know, Palace always plays Arsenal tough, but uh, you kind of talked me into it. A couple hours later, two big boy units on the Gunners to win. That they did. Doc's looking good. That got us into the black. So again, I don't know. You lifted us up last week. So much appreciated. Well, I had to try to keep up. Me being the world's foremost David Moyes appreciator that you picked West Ham to beat Chelsea and I did not. And I just felt great shame for that. And I was just like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta do something about this. It wasn't a chase. It was a responsible Monday bet. Arsenal minus 135 to beat Palace. Even on the road, it just seemed, it felt right. So I, I was inspired. We're, we're, this is a team effort at all times. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's always about the you know pass, opening up some opportunities for, for the next guy, right? That's right. You can always check the Tasty Sats Google Doc if you want more details on all of our tasty bets. Uh, this week, we're going to sink our teeth into five big week three matchups. So we've got Newcastle Liverpool. We've got Brighton West Ham, Brentford and Palace, Everton and Wolves. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little Manchester United and Nottingham Forest. So with that out of the way, let's bet some Premier League football where you want to get started. I like the order that you gave those in. I typically, I think the past few shows have been going in chronological order, but that football game on Sunday, no matter which way you're betting, I think it looks like it's going to be pretty enjoyable. So let's talk about our our pals in Newcastle and the team that maybe confounded us a little bit last year in Liverpool, but I feel like we gotta we got to beat on things this year. Yeah, I think so. I've got an angle on this one. So again, true... Tasty Bits Pod fashion. We might have just been a week early on Newcastle. So even with that said, you know, we had them last week. Pretty good showing, I would say. They went up against your boys. How did they look? I'll say, uh, shame on me for even considering betting against my boys. I just thought, you know, they flew home from Greece three days earlier. De Bruyne is going to be out for months. Silly me, I didn't think we were going to have a dominating, smothering defense like we always fucking do. And I just thought that, you know, maybe we would walk away with the with the draw. I thought the draw was super live. And if everything kind of, you know, went against 
Not, not even everything going against City. I just thought Newcastle had the firepower to score, and they just couldn't get it going. Once again, our, our strategy of five center backs at the same time seems to be working out quite well. Yeah, turns out that makes it tough on the other team. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to really give up on Newcastle just yet. And like you mentioned, they're going up against Liverpool, who, yeah. looking back on that 1-1 draw in the first match week at Chelsea, that one looks a little softer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, quick shout out to our guy, John Champion. So when West Ham goes up 3-1, to one, he drops the following that I just adored. Pocket Todd nails the, the penalty, slams the door shut in the game, and Champion hits us with, the billionaires from Chelsea sunk by homespun industry. Yeah, I mean, he puck. had to write that. It's just beautiful. <laughs> he had to write that. He had that one in the queue, ready to fire. I think Champion's been good for a while, and I like this new setup that he has doing the Premier League. I thought he did the best with what he was working with in his in his previous gig. But yeah, I, I think he, he's a good announcer and just homespun industry. Come on, man. Let's go. Bravo. Great writing. Great delivery. It, it really painted the picture of what was happening in the match in just the most elegant way. So shout out to our guy. Oh, yeah. Looking at the rest of kind of like what I've seen, you know, from Liverpool. So Mo Salah is 31 now. And I think in that last match against Bournemouth, Looked a little slow, you know, of decision-making. Looked a little slow of foot. He gets the penalty kick. Doesn't really bury it. He's got he's to get it back in on the ricochet. I kind of made notes to myself on that. And then even after that, he didn't even really celebrate. It was more just kind of like a weird combination of like relief and exhaustion maybe. So maybe he's just kind of like maybe a little bit gassed just from the, the multi-year, you know, um, endeavor that Liverpool has been on. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Definitely looked like he was frustrated that his first attempt got blocked. But good presence of mind, too, immediately. And, of course, I I agree. I think he does look like a little slower. But he has such an amazing burst that he's able to burst forward. Like, you see a lot of guys take that penalty, and they're not able to surge forward to bury the rebound. But he still has that. But I'm glad you mentioned it because the king of Egypt – does look a little restless, I think. You talk about that kind of like exasperated look on his face. And then, oh, I don't think we talked about it last week, but when he got subbed off in that game versus Chelsea, and he's just like so theatrically ripping off his hand tape, <laughs> it's just fucking hilarious. And like, I can see why it's like, yeah, our guy, he doesn't want to come out. He's a competitor and all that. And I can sort of see that if, if you really want to paint it in a positive light. I don't think it's a huge thing, but I also don't think it's nothing. It seems like there's something weird there. Definitely not nothing. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, I mean, I'm just playing like a total sports psychologist here, but it could be kind of like that all his like old dudes are gone, Yeah. you know, and now it's just a bunch of new guys that he doesn't really know. And that's that's always um, a little tricky because, you know, dudes are showing up trying to kind of prove themselves. And a lot of the guys that, you know, he kind of was in the trenches with, you know, have moved on. And I think Liverpool's offseason departures, you know, it wasn't really the top end of their talent. But I mean, like, these are like, you know, look at Fabinho, Jordan Henderson, Naby Keita, James Milner, Firmino, you know, Oxlade-Chamberlain. Like, this is like a core six of like, like a (laughs) mid-table team, I think. You know, if like, if there was an expansion draft and and somebody's kind of like taking all these guys and starting a new franchise with them, that's like a real team. Um, and those, all of those guys are out the door. Liverpool brings in Alexis McAllister, who, you know, is still finding his footing, we'll say. When they brought him in, I think Klopp talked about it a lot. He's a smart player, finds the space really well, sets up his teammates, kind of does some things that you're obviously going to lose with, like, by losing James Milner and Jordan Henderson. So I think he's going to be okay. I will say, yeah, I, I agree with you. He hasn't looked super comfortable in these first two matches. And uh, we just got to do ref talk real quick. That red card he got was fucking 
disastrous. So stupid. Uh, disastrous on the referee's part. Just a total joke. So far, I'm going to try to reserve judgment and not overreact 5.3% into the season, but I fucking, <laughs> I hate this refereeing so far. I think the cards are super soft. I think the stoppage time is super whack. I hate all these like eight minute yeah. uh, additions. I feel like we lived through the soft launch of the extended stoppage time in the men's world cup in 2022. Yep. And everybody was just like, it's a World Cup. There's always like a little longer uh, stoppage time. But it felt even longer than the little longer that previous World Cups have been. And then me and you started talking about it in the NWSL. And now we're seeing it. It's crept into the Premier League. And it's very clear that this is some kind of directive. I mean, and it's been reported, but it's, it's a directive from FIFA to try to keep the games, you know, their natural 90. And at the end of the day, it feels like another way to like bleed broadcast time like another another like 15 minutes so then you can say well now the post game show is going to go till this time and we can sell this much more in advertising and you can tell me if this is total tinfoil hat nonsense if you want no no i i think you're i think you're right on the money you know when you think about even the ads that are running in game you That's know true. as the tv you know like th those are all digital ads right nine minutes of stoppage time that's 10 percent of the game it's crazy. And that's just the second half stoppage time. But just to not totally jump past the cards, my guy, Tomiyasu on Arsenal, who's, yeah. you know, uh, very uh, belovedly nicknamed Tommy by, Good. by all the Arsenal <laughs> players, love which it. I just love. Um, I always say Tommy, like when, uh, when, <laughs> whenever he does anything. Those cards were just ridiculous. Um, yeah. I'm just not sure. We always talk about this, like, who wants this? Yeah. Like, I don't think anybody wants this. It seems to the refs just kind of injecting themselves into too much of the game. Yeah. I think we'll just have to kind of, you know, work through it, work around it, you know, and, and make, you know, adjust as we see fit. So we talked about McAllister a bit. I don't know if you've kind of been locked into Dominic Sabosly, but that's the one guy in Liverpool who really scares me. So they brought him in from RB Leipzig and he looks like an absolute blue chipper. So yeah. he's 22 years old. He's already played 23 Champions League matches. <laughs> In five professional seasons, he's never been on a team that finished worse than fourth. Three league titles for RB Salzburg in Austria. Three straight league titles. Moves to Leipzig, where his team finishes third and fourth in the Bundesliga in back-to-back -back years. And that Leipzig team, I, I believe you referred to them as not a bullshit team when they face City in the, in the round of 16. Yeah. He, he really jumps off the screen. I mean, Leipzig has, has made a pretty good uh, habit of picking out talented players and you know i wasn't just psyching myself out or talking up city when when we played them in the round of 16 they made more than 220 milli this last transfer period alone vardy old 90 million to city uh Zobosly, 70 million to liverpool and then 60 million for uh Nkunku to chelsea now chelsea overpays for everybody but Nkunku is a good player he looks like one of the few good players on chelsea squad so yeah they had studs and I, I'm totally with you on Zobosly. He he like stood out in the game against Bournemouth. Like just that connecting type, very dangerous, very like aggressive, and not really waiting for you know his uh, role in the team to emerge. He's like, nope, I'm gonna just <laughs> take it and run with it. He's like quick decision making. You just love to see from somebody that uh, young and like physically a real dude out there. So I think Hell he's yeah. gonna be really good. I'm excited to kind of keep watching him. But back to Newcastle. So. If they're really serious about top four, I think this is a match that they have to win. Obviously, that top four mix, Liverpool is going to be right there with them. And this one, Newcastle's at home. And, you know, with all the expectations for them to be sitting at 1-1-1 one, one, and one after three matches, or worse, like one win, two losses, 
and just three points after three matches, big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> like I think we, we joke about like must win games like this early in the season. So this isn't quite must win, but does kind of feel like it could be like a real fork in the road moment uh, for this Newcastle team. Before I kick it back to you, they are plus 110 to win at home against Liverpool. That's one that I think I've got my eye on. I can be talked out of it. I'm, I'm very interested to hear your perspective on this match. This is obviously, I think, the big one of the weekend. Talking about like a must win, like three matches into the year. Like, and I like, you're not being silly with that. Like, okay, so we had our first big test that was at City and we came up a little short, you know, one nil, not a disaster. It doesn't screw up our goal differential, whatever. But now I think, as you pointed out, they're at home there. So we're in St. James's Park. Now we're playing a real team in Liverpool but also a team that has that little bit. Like, why is Mo Salah looking a little frustrated? Why is Zobislai looking like maybe the best player on their on their team right now? And he's 22. So yeah. can we can we take advantage of that? It's going to be super fucking hard for Liverpool to go in there and win. That's for sure. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, Liverpool couldn't win at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. does kind of feel like Newcastle's better than Chelsea. They did fall to Bournemouth. They were down to Bournemouth 1-0. Yeah. Bournemouth wasn't really threatening, but I think they were in the match the whole first half, I would say. Yeah. That one was 2-1 at halftime. So let's put a pin in Newcastle plus 110. In the meantime, I want to throw some props at you and see what you think. All right. So obviously scores on both sides, right? You know, we do expect Newcastle to score. They were shut out last week. Liverpool's got some firepower as well. If you're interested in the Newcastle win plus both teams to score, that's plus 220. I marked that one down. Give me a quick temperature check on that. I'm intrigued. Very intrigued. Okay. That one feels I think we're get I think we're get we're getting a little bit warmer. A couple other fun ones. Alexander Isak to score two or more goals. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Two's tough, right? Yeah. Plus seven hundred. So really nice odds for, for him to get two there. Newcastle to win exactly by two goals is plus five hundred. So if we think they're gonna win, we're looking at plus one ten. That's the number there. If we think that they're gonna win by two, that's plus five hundred. If you think they're gonna win by three plus that's plus seven under. That would be really interesting. I'm not sure Liverpool's quite looking at that state where they're going to, you know, leak that many goals to this Newcastle team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Isak looks looks awesome, but I don't know about, you know, Liverpool getting just absolutely blasted. Even though I do recall betting on Liverpool to win a football match last year and then losing by, I think, more than four goals. Happened to the best of us. Mm-hmm. I had one last one I want to throw at you. Newcastle over a goal and a half. Not the tastiest spread. This one's minus 150. I kind of did like this one too. Of this list, it feels like the Newcastle win and both teams to score plus 220 is the most, sounds like that was the most intriguing. I think so because of the plus odds. And if you're a believer that Newcastle is going to go over a goal and a half and uh, Vegas clearly believes Newcastle is going to go over a goal and a half at minus 150, Mm -hmm. Liverpool, they might be able to get one in, but if a 2-1 Newcastle win, you're made in the shade. I think that one's going to be my play this week. Looking at Liverpool, there are two score lines. Obviously, 1-1 to Chelsea. Both teams scored in that one. 3-1 Bournemouth. Both teams scored in that one. The XGs were all over 1.0 as well yep. in all three games. Uh, Liverpool's XG against Bournemouth was was exactly 3.0, so they were right on, on point there. So I think they're prone to kind of give up goals. Now, really what we're doing is we're just kind of betting a Newcastle gets the win, but Liverpool also gets on the score sheet, which I think we can see. I, I think that's the strength of their team basically is like all those players up front, you know, Salah, you know, Jota, Darwin Nunez, they could bring him in. 
um, Silver Sly, like he's leaking all the way up there as well, and kind oh, of yeah. like you know making trouble. Gakpo. Um, so I kind of like their Luis Diaz. I didn't mention he's I he's a joy to watch too. I really I really hate how much I like watching this Liverpool team, but I don't know <laughs> yeah. they're fun and the, and their crowd is rowdy and I uh, I kind of get into it. I don't mind. What are your thoughts? I can see it. So to to take the audience behind the curtain, we are trying a new thing of trying to limit to only one cosign, not including find the draw, because find the draw is always a cosign because I trust my guy sure. over here to find the draw. So Got some stuff coming on that. Excellent. If I were to choose one of those, I like Newcastle to win both teams to score plus two twenty. I'm going to reserve my cosign yet because I want to. I, you know, I got to look at the whole menu before I pick the cosign. No problem. No problem. I mean, that's just that's just. Res- you know, when when we tell people to bet responsibly, <laughs> this is what we're talking about. That's okay? right. Do it. Do it. Do it the way Grant's doing it. Um, okay. Cool. So what we're doing is we're essentially taking the plus one ten from Newcastle to win outright. We're doubling that. The only thing we're layering on top of that is for Liverpool's score, which yep. feels more than a coin flip, right? Like Liverpool getting shut out is not something that we see very often. I'm happy to kind of throw that one on top of the Newcastle plus 110 to get me all the way up to plus 220, which as I mentioned is good for a full unit for your boy, first bet in the books. And then we'll see if that ends up being a cosign. We'll sort of circle back to that one potentially a little bit later in the show. I like it. Cool. What else do you got? This is a, a squad that's very near and dear to our heart. Somewhat of a Premier League side chick to the both of us. And that's Brighton uh, and Hove Albion. They're taking on West Ham. So th- this is a very emotional match for us for, for a lot of different reasons. Wow. Uh, when you saw when you saw this one, I don't know, any, any feelings? Did it, did it drum up anything for you? Man, I mean, obviously Brighton looks like a goddamn juggernaut. I like this Brighton policy of... We're just going to continue to sell players for massive profits and we'll continue to cave everybody's fucking head in who we play. It's a really nice balance that they've uh, that they've found there. And by balance, I mean just an unbelievably dominating two games, eight fucking goals and two victories, obviously, just taking care of business. Now, let me just give that with the caveat. They did play Luton Town and Wolves. But still, scoring four goals two games in a row in the Premier League, pretty awesome. I would say so. I mean, the the XG difference against Wolves was was pretty interesting. It was it was almost equal. Yeah. So Brighton was uh, two point two, Wolves was two point one. The game wasn't really that close, but I don't know. I, I saw some interesting stuff from Wolves. We'll we'll get into them a little bit later as well. Yeah. I don't know. You you kind of hit on the point that I think was the most interesting for me. They beat up on two relegation teams <laughs> to yeah. get to that. To get those uh, eight goals for, two goals against. So, you know, that one gave me a little bit of pause. So in looking at the lines, Brighton, lovely beach town, by the way. True. Uh, a whopping minus 200 against the Hammers, which feels like a lot. Like that feels like, that's that, that's like usually like a top four side against like a, you know, right at mid table, kind of like 11, 12, 13 spot kind of spread, right? So felt a little bit fat, you know, from that perspective. I think at the very least, this one's going to be competitive. Yeah. So we mentioned last season that our key number on the old find the draw is plus 300. This one's sitting real pretty at plus 360. And I think this bet for me is coming down to just this one idea that I have not been able to get out of my head. Do we really expect Brighton after three games to be sitting at nine points at the very top of the table, you know, a couple of paces ahead of the competition? I don't know if I feel like that's where 
things are heading after the first three weeks. Kind of feels like this one has the draw written all over it. The plus 360 number is really, really nice. West Ham, I kind of wish that they looked a little better last week, even though they got a big win over Chelsea. But I don't know. I can see them kind of getting up for this one and, and maybe riding, you know, the momentum from that win where they were, you know, they were a plus 300 dog. So they got to be feeling pretty good about themselves. I think so. Yeah. I mean, so now we're we're in a battle of, okay, so Brighton destroyed two relegation teams. West Ham draws Bournemouth in uh, match week one and then beats up on Chelsea, who just looked pretty lost against the Hammers last week. <laughs> um, which one is more fraudulent is too strong, but w- which one is a little more of a, a mirage, let's say? Man, it's tough because I want to trust Moyes. They're playing at the Amex down south in Brighton. It's going to be a good environment there. I mean, they have to be they have to be going nuts down there. Top of the I think they were their their fans were singing last uh, last week. We're top of the league. We're top of the league. It's funny to do in, in match week two, but they got to be going nuts. I mean, it's awesome. How do you not feel great about that as a fan <laughs> of that yeah. squad, right? Um, especially after. Like you mentioned, selling all those players. I think the Brighton super duper hot start feels more like the Mirage to me. And this is something that I, I'm going to sort of like call back something that I do in the NFL season. When I'm looking at two NFL teams and one of them is kind of outperformed, like maybe they have like a f- six and two record. And then the other one has like a three and five record maybe, but they feel like they're, you know, sort of comparable. Like, you know, sometimes like the, the Packers are playing the Vikings, like, like that kind of matchup. And I, I have this theory that's worked really, really well for me is like the teams tend to regress towards each other. Usually the underperforming team is the better bet because, at, you know, like at the, at the end of the season, all these teams that are pretty even are generally bunched up in the table in the same kind of area. I wish West Ham looked better, but, you know, they they were scrappy and they were they were tough and got a big win. And I think the draw against Bournemouth probably looked and felt really disappointing after the first week. But, you know, I think Bournemouth held up pretty tough against Liverpool. They didn't look like total like relegation fodder. So I really like the draw here. I don't expect West Ham to come out and win, but I do think this one's going to be at least competitive. Like, I don't think we're going to see another three, four goal thrashing from Brighton. That would be like a really wild uh, version of the simulation if if Brighton's just kind of <laughs> mowing through everybody. Right. I, I kind of expect them to sort of come back down to earth a little bit like what happened with Chelsea. So Chelsea draws Liverpool you know, despite all of the kind of turmoil at the club, you gave me that, you know, Pochettino quote about like, oh, well, you know, this is, you know, not not quite good enough for Chelsea Football Club. Whenever you say the entire name of the club, <laughs> like, you know, you're already like pandering, right? So like that one was, uh, that one raised my antennas to being like, okay, now we're definitely lining up for like a little bit of a letdown. I made the bet, we nailed the bet, and I think we might be heading toward a similar outcome looking at uh, Brighton's third match week here. Look at you locking in on the hammers. I love this. I mean, this is this is a wonderful development. So are you telling me you believe you found the draw? I found the draw. Okay. Plus three sixty. It's fucking go. Then I trust you, dude. Now we did say I did say at the beginning of the show the find find the draw is exempt from the one cosine rule. Yes. But I mean obviously I'm riding with. Find the draw is the concussion substitution of uh, cosines. <laughs> Doesn't doesn't count against you. There were some there were some last season that yeah felt like we were concussed after we watched the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you're so right about that. Um, 
I'm going to throw some some uh, some fun props at you real quick. If you close your eyes and you're like, I can see the draw happening here. What's the score line that you that you imagine? I think one one plays. So one one exact score. If you're into that sort of thing, plus eight hundred. Okay. Nil nil plus nineteen hundred. Two two plus thirteen hundred. Okay, so yeah, so Vegas, I, Vegas sort of agrees, I think, right? If that's the lowest odds, yeah. Okay, those are kind of fun, but you know, we're not quite in desperation mode, or we're, we're going to be out here betting exact scores. But you know, I don't know. We'll we'll see. A couple more. Jared Bowen anytime goal scorer. I like this one. Plus five hundred. Mm. West Ham's the kind of team where you know, obviously, Mikel Antonio takes a lot of shit, even though I like him. I think you know He's he, awesome, he does man. what he does, and you know, like let's go. Yeah. Um, but the goals, you do feel like they can come from everywhere and they need to come from everywhere. And I think they also know that. Um, so that one looked good. Uh, and then Matoma, who is just... <laughs> fucking awesome. Like, let's the go. Fuck, where the fuck I mean, did he come from? I don't know. Japan, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, likely. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just not, I don't remember watching him last year being like, man, this guy's awesome. You know, sometimes people just kind of come into their own at the right time. And it feels like... What he's doing is like legit. I mean, he's really dominating moments in different ways. So uh, like he's definitely one to watch. And I think that's also reflected in his anytime goal score number, which is plus 200. They caught on. That's, <laughs> they yep, caught, they they're ready. That fast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he looks fucking great. A couple others here. Both teams to score. Yes is minus 166. That one's kind of compelling. Because it feels like free money. Yeah, I think you're right about that. That might be a half unit for me. I don't know, unless West Ham just gets completely shut out. But in that instance, you have to imagine Brighton's going to be out ahead. Brighton's going to score. And then West Ham might be in a position where they'll need to chase. Or maybe they jump out ahead. And if they do, then Brighton's definitely going to score. That one feels, I don't know, on the money. I kind of really like that one. I think going into the match, like if, if we believe we have found the draw here... And we do, because you do and I, I'm rolling with you. I think we both do this. I really want West Ham to score first. Yep, totally. And I think they can. Oh, yeah. And that would be the way to catch Brighton, right? You know, mm-hmm. first, like, 10 minutes of the match. Oh, shit, like, West Ham's here. <laughs> like, this this isn't Luton Town again. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a half unit. I'm just going to go ahead and put that one down for me. All right. And then I had one more. Obviously, Brighton shot of a cannon to start the season. To finish in the top six... You can still get this at plus odds, plus 125 for Brighton to finish in the top six. Mm. You know, in a year when some of the big dogs are limping around a little bit, top six, this kind of gives us an easy easy on-ramp to to cheering for our side chick. You know, at plus odds, top six seems reasonable. You know, we're not, we're not you know, overstretching to get, you know, to make a top four bet here. Yeah. I do wish the line was a little bit bigger. I don't know. When you see that number, any thoughts on that? Chelsea's not going to finish in the top six, right? Safe to say, yes. We have a bet that they're going to finish in the bottom half, which when they signed Caicedo, quick editorial note, last week I said Moises Caicedo is not related to the Colombian player because when I looked it up, he's from an entirely different country. Uh, you pointed that out, and I said, yeah, he's Panamanian. Wrong. I He's Ecuadorian. <laughs> so editorial note, we, we care about journalism and corrections here. I, I went back and looked at I was like, why the fuck did I think Panamanian? I'm a stupid white guy. So my apologies there. Uh, <laughs> Ecuadorian. So that's uh, I'll remember that. But at, at any rate, Chelsea, I got a little scared with some of their signings. Let me just say, not sure I trust the Chelsea scouting department right now. And I don't think they're exactly buying players and scouting for fit. I really liked Casado. Like, 
last season. Yeah. Now, when Arsenal was in the mix for him, and I think it came down to him versus Declan Rice, I got to say, I wasn't bummed that we didn't land Calcedo. Like, and obviously, you hit us with some awesome Declan Rice stats, I think, last last season, towards the end of last season. Perfect fit for Arsenal. Really excited about him there. Uh, and Casado, like, I want to see him really do well. You know, it's Chelsea, so you know, take that with a grain of salt. Um, but I, it seems like that might be one of the signings where he's going to actually play better on his next team after Chelsea. Just because there's so much shit swirling around there. Yep. And, like, I don't know. It's got to be tough to kind of step into that where, I don't know, you're kind of a joke a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Know, like, as a team. And people are sort of, like, laughing and mocking at, like, sort of, sort of these, you know, high-priced acquisitions and you're the highest of those high price acquisitions that's not an easy situation to come into especially being a relatively young guy so let's play let's play the game then so brighton to finish top six city arsenal and no particular order except city's gonna finish first city arsenal uh (laughs) we have a bet on newcastle to finish in the top four liverpool manchester united who whoa let me scroll 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 oh manchester united 12th on the table right now all right, we're again, we're two games in, but still, it's funny to, to see them. I think United has enough to stay up, though, so they should be fine. But uh, so you think about your traditional powers, uh, you know, and then you have the Brentford Bees sneaking in the, up there too. I think Tottenham also. Tottenham's up there. Has yeah. I think they could be a little dangerous. You mentioned um, the Ewing theory. I'm not. Did you mean? Did you mention that for Tottenham? I, I did last did. week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, there there could be something to that. I mean. You know, not having to, you know, feed feed that guy the ball, you know, just as your the one directive could open some interesting stuff up. And I don't know, they they've played with with some real spirit so far this season. That top six finish bet plus one twenty five. I think you might have tampered my uh, excitement around that one. Sorry to be sorry to be a buzzkill, but I will I will say quickly about Tottenham. I like the way they play. Their new manager Ange Postacoglu, Australian manager. Um, I will say they might give up a million goals this season. So I'll, I will be mm. monitoring that, and I think we might want to look at some uh, Tottenham overs as we as we go through. I like it. All right, so let's close the book on this one. So we're both going to do plus 360 full unit to find the draw. Finding it. And I'm going to take it up a notch, and I'm going to do half unit. Both teams to score yes equals minus 166. That one feels great. Our next matchup, interested to hear your thoughts on this one. Brentford hosting Crystal Palace. What do you expect here? So I just mentioned those old Brentford Bees right now sitting uh, fourth in the league, top four, Champions League spots. go. Both teams playing back-to-back London derbies. Uh, Brentford beat Fulham at Craven Cottage last week, 3-0, and a pretty dominating performance. Beat down. Yeah, just an ass-kicking. And Crystal Palace, uh, as we mentioned earlier, lost at Selhurst Park to Arsenal. No shame in that. Really gutsy performance by by your Gunners in that match. Um, we might get to that a little more later, but let's think about this. So I, I talked about my guy, Roy Hodgson, and I use my guy very loosely because when he managed England, he was committed to never playing Frank Lampard and Steven Gerrard at the same time. And just me in my 20s just going, just fucking play both of them at the same time. Why wouldn't you play them? At any rate, I digress. Roy Hodgson, when he took over Crystal Palace last season, he took a, it was the perfect, they did the NBA coaching thing where there was a soft spot in the schedule. And they were like, fuck it, let's make the manager change right before that. You, yep. get, you get the bounce 
Hodgson comes in because I think Patrick Vieira is a good manager. I love him as a player. I think he should get enough, if he doesn't already have another job, I think he should coach in the Premier League again. Totally. And so Hodgson has the bump. I think folks might have been slightly fooled that they pretty much took themselves out to their credit, to the players' credit and Hodgson's credit a bit, took themselves out of the relegation race. And then I feel like everybody was like, all right, job done, boys. And then Crystal Palace brings Hodgson back for the next season. I believe Roy Hodgson, roughly the same age as Teddy Roosevelt. Um, but that's okay. Uh, he's got he's got a lot of vigor. He's got a lot of gusto like Teddy as well. But I think that we might we might be able to take advantage of some a little bit of regression from Hodgson and his boys. Brentford looking dangerous, even missing Tasty Bets MVP Ivan Tony, still serving his uh, suspension will be until January for alleged gambling. We're gonna call it alleged gambling. Hashtag free Tony. That's our fucking guy on this podcast. Love it. But without Tony, Brian and Bumo and Yoan Wisa, they are fast and they are fucking strong and they have good skill. They're at Brentford in this game. They're going to play super aggressive. I think Palace is going to be pretty drained, like mentally and physically, from like really trying to smash down the gas against Arsenal at home, trying to trying to kind of squeak out a point on Monday. So give me those fighting bees. They are currently sitting at plus 100 and so i just think which is which is mind-blowing to me i think crystal palace has some people in vegas fooled and maybe i'm the fool but i'm just gonna say i think palace has people fooled and i think brentford's uh, gonna win this match i think you're right about that again i mentioned last week that palace just always plays arsenal tough especially when they're home yep Arsenal's trying to kind of suffocate the game a little bit, even though like a one goal lead, a two goal lead just feels like much bigger than it than it has in previous seasons. You know, in prior years, I would have felt a little very nervy about that. Once, you know, Tommy got the red, um, I was I was sweating a little bit. But sure. again, Saliba, my guy with him back there, you just feel like these guys going up against him have no shot. Like he can run with you. He can bang with you. He can just take the ball from you. Like, he, like there's no, there's no sort of like a antidote for, for what he's able to do defensively. Even with that said, Crystal Palace did not look very threatening and now they're going on the road. And I think Brentford, I think Brentford's kind of for real. They're definitely going to be in that top six mix. I, I don't think I would quite bet that. I've got a, an interesting number on them as well. I was surprised they were plus value at home. I'm jumping all over that one full unit for me. Yeah. That's a good combination of the value feels good feels like you're getting a deal and it feels like the outcome that is probably the most likely, right? I really like that as a pick. I've got some, some numbers to throw at you as well. What do you think about palace under half a goal plus plus one sixty eight? Ooh, that's tasty. Damn. For the entire match to go under a goal and a half. This one's a little tricky. So this one would be one nil either way. This one's plus two forty five. So if you think Brentford gets one and just locks it down, takes their three points and goes home, plus 245 could be pretty nice here. Of the 19 matches so far this season, five of them, so roughly one in four, has ended one nil. So one in four, you kind of want to see a plus 300 number there. Plus 245, not quite there. But um, maybe the Palace under half a goal is, is the better option if you think it's going to go there. And then that protects yeah. you against like two or three getting knocked in by Brentford. Now, this is this one's fun too. Both teams to score equals no, a shutout one way or the other, plus under two and a half goals. So this is the one nil or two nil final. That one's plus 125. Thought that one was a little bit interesting. Yeah. What do you think about that one? 
I think I'm scared on the counter, like Edward or somebody from from Palace being able to bang one home. I think because um, I do think I mean the draw at plus two fifty. It's a London derby, as I previously mentioned. You know, there there is the other. You know, we always again I fucking say it a lot of episodes. Like we talk about the range of outcomes. Like we think we we have the one, but the other outcome is Palace bounces back, and they're super scrappy, mm. and they draw one one or something like that. Uh, I I I think a two one or a two two draw would be tough, but I think the one one is pretty clearly on clearly on the board. Yeah, see, like I I like to do the exercise where I'm like, where do I think Palace is going to be after this match? They're already on three points. They beat Sheffield. They lost to Arsenal. And like you mentioned, rough game and a short week. It's Monday nighter for them, so they're going to have to kind of come back and you know find some some extra energy here. So I don't like the draw so much. And I do feel like after three matches, Palace is going to be on three points. What do you think in terms of like making a play on this one? I think I'm I'm for sure full unit plus 100. Root for the outcome of the Bees winning. I think that's where I think that's where my head's at for this particular game. But I noticed you got you through in a future here that I really like. I'm going to rock with you on that one. I'm using my cosine of the week. I don't know, unless you talk me into something later. But... <laughs> I'm tentatively, I'm in pencil, I'm co-signing mm-hmm. Brentford plus 100 here. One last future that you mentioned, Brentford to finish in the top half plus 145. How is this plus 145 based on what we've seen? If I had to put a number on this before, I had to think that this was a, this would be more in the plus 100, right around a coin flip type range. To get plus 145, I don't know, man. Like how does, what's got to go wrong? I mean, and and I don't know, Ivan Tony is somewhere, you know, Typing this one into FanDuel as we as we speak here. Uh, it's just like, <laughs> as soon as I get back, I mean, like, hello. Like, how, how do we not hit this? Hell yeah. Um, tell, your friend, tell your friends and family, Ivan. And don't fucking, <laughs> don't let them bet enough to move the line, for God's sake. Just yeah. figure out a way to get, to get away with it. Small increments. Uh, Let's go. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, so they finished ninth last year, but they were seven points clear of Fulham, who finished 10th. And... 14 points clear of Palace, who finished 11th. Like, this, and I think this they're better. has got to be. Yeah, this has got to be a top 10 side, I think. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, you asked me about United last week. And I've mm-hmm. got some stuff coming up on them later. But I'm not saying it's going to be them. But I think we're going to see some shuffling happening. I think one of these, one or two of these teams that we think are in the top six mix, I think have a real shot at slipping below into that bottom half and even if they don't i think brentford's at worst got to be like in that seven eight nine tenth best team all day something's got to go really wrong for them not to be in that mix i just don't think yeah. there's that many teams that are better than them i agree i agree man i'm trying to think of like what's the other thing like so let's look at the teams that finished outside of the top 10 last year you have palace at 11 chelsea at 12 wolves at 13 west ham at 14 then Bournemouth, Nottingham Forest, and then Everton, and the three relegated teams. What team did I name that could finish above Brentford? Like, maybe if things keep going well for Moyes boys, maybe West Ham? Maybe? I'm not even yeah. convinced of that. that. I had the same thought. It's maybe West Ham, but even still, Brentford should be <laughs> minus 145, not plus 145, <laughs> if, if we're really, like, narrowing it down to those two. And yeah, I don't think, I don't think Fulham's in that conversation. Bournemouth, I don't think is at their level. Palace, not at their level. Forest, you know, not quite. Villa, well, Villa was ahead of them last year, right? So, yeah, um, yeah, like 
ahead of them were uh, Tottenham, Villa, Brighton, Liverpool, Newcastle, United, Arsenal, City. Yeah, so I would actually bet that they finish ahead of one of those teams. And I don't think that anybody that's behind them has the, the firepower to leapfrog them. So this one's going on the board for me as well. Brentford top half finish. This is a full unit plus 145. I love this one. And you know that I love when um, I get to make a bet and root for one of these teams that I really like. Yes. Uh, just to give me a nice root and interest. Um, so this will keep me interested all season long. I mean, Mbomo and, and Wisa, they won me over immediately. Like, yeah. holy hell, those guys are fucking good. So, yeah, because this was introduced during the podcast, I get—I mean, this is for sure. I mean, you brought this to my attention, so this will be my cosign. Ooh, I'm okay. a, I'm a, I'm a fucking Brentford Bees believer. Big baller brand, never lost. <laughs> <laughs> Triple Bees. <laughs> I love that. All right, so that's our cosign. Okay, we actually got two cosigns going on this one. So what does that mean? <laughs> that means that Pals is going to smash them, obviously. Um, probably because that's just how things go but you know we're gonna have some fun we're gonna have some laughs and uh we'll keep it moving but no i think i think we're i think we're on point with this uh with both of these picks brentford needs to take care of business i think they very much will and top half that feels like easy easy money and that leads us to we're mulling around in the basement here let's talk about a little relegation football, perhaps. Uh, Wolves at Everton. Wolverhampton Wolves uh, travel from up north down to Goodison Park in Liverpool. Do I want to bet on the who's who I think is going to win this match? Of course I don't, because why, how would I know <laughs> the answer to that? But over two and a half is sitting at a nice little plus 109. Hmm. And you might look and say, well, Grant, why would you bet that? Wolves scored zero goals against United and then one goal against Brighton and Everton is yet to score a goal. Uh, so in these four combined matches, they have one goal between them. I understand that, but it is scary hours for both of these teams. Two games into the season, you desperately need a win. You can't go it's like to your point. I like the way you, you kind of look at like, I feel like you look at the season and correct me if I'm like misrepresenting this, but you look at it in kind of like these blocks, or at least when you've talked about it with me, you're like, okay, well, three matches in, are they really going to be sitting on nine points? If you're three matches in and you are, you came into the season worrying about relegation, you can't be sitting on zero points three matches in. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think these teams desperately need to try to score. To Everton's credit, against Fulham, they won the XG battle. They had 2.7 XG uh, versus uh, 1.5 against Fulham. They just couldn't really put the ball in the back of the net, which obviously would seem like it's a problem for the over. But I think that, you know, there's a little bit of, well, I think they might be due. I think there's like a little bit of that at play here. And Wolves have had uh, more than two XG in both of their matches that they played. Mm -hmm. I just want to point this out also. We're only, we only need three goals. And I do think... If one of these teams scores one goal and decides to try to park the bus, they're both so fucking terrible that they might try to park the bus and kick the ball into their own net. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then we're 1-1 and, and it's another raid to try to get the third goal of the match. To your point, three points must feel like a fucking treasure if it's, <laughs> if it's on the table, right? Yeah. So. I don't know if you're Everton and you're up one nil and you're Sean Dyche, like, I don't know. Like, I don't think you just go into straight turtle mode and, you know, try to like lock it down. <laughs> I think you're still 
probably expecting that you might leak one. And it's so funny that you mentioned like Everton, you know, not having scored once. When you go to like fbref.com, shout out to them. Wonderful source of, of data for us. Right. You can look at the table and they're the one of only two teams that have an entry blank for their top score. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and the only other team that hasn't scored is Burnley, but they only played one match. So Everton's the only one on two matches that hasn't has yet to score. So I, I do feel like the lid comes off in this one. I think you're definitely ahead of the curve here. Looking at the XG, all four matches, Fulham Everton, 4.2. Everton Villa, 3.5. Wolves United, 4.4. Wolves Brighton, 4.3. So from an XG standpoint, it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility to expect three uh, goals in this one. And the backs against the wall nature of this one, where, you know, three points, like I said, just must feel like, you know, now you can breathe, you know, type. Because even a point after three matches is still real, real bad. You know, and I think, uh, like, I don't know. Quick shout out to us to quick sidebar. We've got both these teams to get relegated. So there you go. Um, yeah, and they look really, like it. Yeah, I think we were. I, I, Wolves is down down to plus two hundred to get relegated. Look at you. That's yeah. a great find. Preseason find by Dino. That outstanding. Yeah. That was a few weeks ahead. Of, that was even I think before Women's World Cup. So I was way. I don't know, that one. I, I caught a whiff of that one and we jumped all over it. <laughs> um, I'm not going to co-sign this one with you. I've already burned my burned my co-sign, but I do really like this pick. Plus 109. I think this one, I think you kind of cruise to this one. This one might be in the bag, you know, in the 50th or 60th minute based on how the game shakes out. I did want to ask you one quick question because I feel like you are more of the Premier League historian. You got more of a backlog in terms of like um, the history. When two crap ass teams play, is it generally like lower scoring? Is it generally higher scoring because they're so bad? What, 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 what usually happens when you've got like a bottom of the, the table battle? I would love to see the data on it. Mm, that is a good question. I, Because I feel like it, it feels almost 50-50, which is why I kind of feel like the plus, uh, it's plus 109, that it's basically mm-hmm. a flip. It's just like, what kind of terrible basketball game are you going to watch? An 89 to 86 or 145 to 141? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. wh- where's it going to happen? I will say, though, I, I do think... A zero zero or a one to one is relatively live. The draw is plus two thirty. I do think there is a, and this is a scientific gambling term. I think there is a level of do-ness uh, where both of these mm-hmm. teams are due to just score. Uh, but I will say, yeah, you you kind of raise my eyebrow with that because I do feel like, and it might just be some of the crap games that I've watched. There are times where I'm like, oh, that's going to be an awful game, and then you turn it on and it's zero zero in the 79th and you're like, Oh yeah, this has just been a rock fight the whole time. Or sometimes I feel like some of those are also like three, two, three, threes, just because like both teams are just leaking everywhere. Um, <laughs> right. I, I, I pulled together some props for this one too. A couple anytime goal score picks here. So Wang Hee Chan plus three sixty. I thought this one was really interesting. So last two season, he's roughly a quarter of a goal per 90 minutes. So one goal every four matches, but he's playing Everton and he scored last week. And I think he's the kind of guy that could break through for Wolves. The yeah. other anytime goal scorer that I liked, Fabio Silva, 21 years old, made his debut with Porto at 17. Uh, last season, he split time between Anderlecht and PSV Eindhoven in the Netherlands. 34 matches, 32 shots on target, 65 shots total, 11 goals. This is still a super young guy. Last week, he was a live wire 
against Brighton. I think he was the one guy that they had to really worry about. Yep. He's still pretty young, so they ended up kind of, I think, subbing him out for uh, Hee-chan. But he did look super-duper live. He's plus 290 as an anytime goal scorer. In a match where we're expecting some offense, these two were subbed out for each other last week. So yeah. there could be some opportunity to be like, all right, let's 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 see what we do here. Maybe we hit one of these. I do like these numbers, and I do think Everton gives up one, maybe two, You know, to your point of, of looking at the over two and a half. What do you think about these? I like them. I like your strategy. We, can, we just have to make sure we never, ever replicate the Arsenal debacle of last season, where I believe we bet on, <laughs> <laughs> where we both bet on, I think, three or four different players to score. I think we four. bet on Oda, it was Odegaard. Uh, Gabby Jesus, Gabby Martinelli, Jesus, and Saka. Martinelli. Yeah. And they got shut out. <laughs> nobody scored. Nobody scored. <laughs> um, so Fair. I, I, want, I want to be careful of that. But yeah, I mean, when Wolves score, you got to think one of those two are going to be doing it for them. I'm not going to take it, but I like going through the exercise of looking at some of these alternative bets and being like, all right. You know, maybe that was something, and now I think we can we can check back on the dock once all the games are said and done, and see what we were warm on and what we were kind of way off on. A couple more to hit. If you like to draw and both teams to score plus three forty, so to hit your over two and a half, you, we we would need a two two for, for you know for you to feel good about that. But not a terrible hedge if you if you're expecting the draw here. Plus three forty, I kind of like that one. Yeah, does it limit us a little bit being a draw plus both teams to score? Like, because then we only get one one as our hedge against the over. Yeah. What's the regular? the The actual draw is plus two thirty. Yeah. See, it's not as attractive as the Newcastle one yeah. where we're doubling up. Fair point. All right, we'll scrap that one. What do you think about this penalty awarded? Yes, is a big fat plus two ten. Man, that feels like it. <laughs> that feels super live to happen. These these teams tripping around out there, you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's part of the ugliness that you brought up. Like that's how it end. That's part of how it ends up being two bad teams and the game ending four to three or four to two or something weird like that. Yeah, maybe we make a little money off the overzealous refereeing plus two ten. I mean, oof. This I'm gonna put a quarter unit on this just just for shits and gigs. I like it. I could just see kind of like the muddy field and, you know, just the ill-advised. I don't know. Pickford, Pickford got called for something, right? Oh, a lot, a lot of keeper yellow cards uh, so far, too, which I think the Pickford one was earned. The Allison one was earned. But, yeah, I mean, just not just keep the cards in your pockets. If dudes are hitting guys like from behind, studs up, you know, stuff like that, like that's fine. I don't want to sound like I'm an old NBA analyst or anything because it's I don't think it's a matter of young people be soft or like whatever like people try to like old people try to say just call the game in not a ticky tack bullshit way yeah no I I definitely agree with that I really wish there was some room for interpretation on some of that stuff just because it seems a little harsh when a play is like heading towards a dead end and by the letter of the law one you know heel hits somebody's toe and now with the entire complexion of the game changes, that's a little bit of a bummer. But either way, we're going to try to make some money off this because I think a penalty in this one feels very live. Quarter unit, we're going to keep things responsible. I've got two more that I want to throw at you. Let's go. Now, you called out the over two and a half, and you know I love to take things up a notch or two. 
if you think this one gets to four goals, that one's sitting at plus 280. Somewhat interesting. That's more than double your, your plus 109. And just an extra goal. You can see it going 2-2. If you want it to get really wacky, over four and a half goals. So this is a 3-2 or a 4-1. Plus 760. This is a total, like you mentioned, that 145 to 135. You know, back in the day, it was a, you know, Denver against the Kings, you know, type type game uh, in the NBA. <laughs> right. Plus 760. That one doesn't feel, you know, I like to take little baby flyers on, on these when the line feels like very stretchy. Yeah. I'm not going to do it here. <laughs> like I think we, we opened this segment by by calling out the fact that Everton has yet to score and Wolves just has the one goal. But I just kind of want to throw those out there in case any of those pique your interest. Well, yeah, I think it. it I appreciate the math. I mean, the the plus two eighty for over three and a half. That's only one more goal than the plus two and a half. I mean, you get double the value. That is intriguing. I just, I just really like. I could see a two one win either way and you know that would just be that would be a heartbreaking way to not win that bet sure we always talk about degrees as well you know you can always do the full unit and then the little you know little tiny baby flyer on on something like that but again it is kind of scary betting on, on these teams that have looked so poor to do anything offensively which is kind of why i'm going to stick with just the penalty quarter unit for me and you are okay. taking over two and a half which i really like as well plus 109 that one moved a little bit in your favor as well since the last time we saw it. Uh, do we have to watch that one or? Just look at the scoreboard watch, man. There are other <laughs> games uh, that should be more entertaining than that one, I dare I say. I'm going to hazard a guess that maybe, uh, oh, wow, maybe the next game we talk about will be playing at the exact same time. You might want to watch that one. Yep. This one's got a piece of my heart. Manchester United hosting Nottingham Forest. You know I'm a forest head through and through. This one I'm calling the old find the draw bonus sprinkle sprinkle of the week. Okay. Nottingham Forest, Manchester United, plus 500 to draw. So let me take you on a little bit of a journey here. So in my view, you, you mentioned it's United a top four team last week. That I was taken aback a little bit by that. Because to me, I'm just like, I don't really see it. I'm just not afraid of any of their guys. They've got great resume Great pedigree players on their team, you know, Champions League experience, you know, league title experience up and down the roster for sure. But then when the match starts and you look at their guys, you know, Rashford, Anthony, Bruno, Martial, Mason Mount, who's now going to be out for a couple matches. Yep. None of those guys are scary. <laughs> like, I don't know, like you're playing them like, I mean, when Rashford's on, he looks he looks great, but it's right. mostly because of the shirt. And the, the ambiance, you know, and you're just like, oh, how do you beat these guys? But in reality, he's kind of like middle of the pack for me, you know, in terms of like, you know, forward finishing a guy that you can count on, a guy that like, oh, shit, he's in space. We're fucked. Like, he's not that guy. Like, he looks great because he gets opportunities and he came up very young. So, you know, we're always kind of projecting that, you know, potential out into the future. And he's solid. But. He's not scary to me. Like, I think to me, the guy that I'm always kind of like half interested in where I'm like, all right, I'll keep an eye on this guy is, is Garnacho. You know, he's 19 years mm -hmm. old, the Argentinian, a little bit like how I mentioned Fabio Silva, like kind of a live wire. He comes in and changes the pace, which is yep. something that they need desperately. But we've talked about productivity 
United, after two matches, they've only got the one goal off of Varane header, right? Like, I don't know. <laughs> if I'm if I'm a United fan, where are you really looking for this production to come from? I don't know that they've got that guy that you're like, oh, as soon as we, as soon as he gets fit, and he, you know, we're gonna bring him in and he's gonna like really like turn it up. Like, I don't know. They don't think they have that guy. I'm not really afraid of anybody that they have. And you know how I feel about Forrest. I think they're always frisky. Looking at what they did against Arsenal, they were 1.2 XG against Arsenal to 0.8. So they won the XG battle, lost the match 2-1 to one to the Gunners away in the opener against a team that's in the title mix. Yeah, Really, really good showing. And then they, they go to Sheffield United, or Sheffield United comes to them. You know, they take care of business there. 2-1, really nice professional win. I don't know, plus 500? That's way above the range that I think we like to see. Um, right. You know, your boy wasn't going to be able to, you know, sit this one out. This one's going on my board as well this week. I hate to kind of throw two find the draws at you, but I don't know, man. I, I might have found two of them this week. Look at you. You fucking love the tricky trees. Um, I know you, you can't quit on them. United was beaten uh, maybe comprehensively as like strong, convincingly, I think, against Tottenham. Like, yeah. They didn't have any answers. I, I think I agree with you. I loved, I thought Rashford looked great in the World Cup. I mean, obviously that's a while ago now, but he brought some of that back with him like toward the end of last season and then United ran out of gas. And like, yeah, you have just nailed the point uh, for a while now. Can you get a great shot from Casemiro? Can you get a great shot from Bruno Fernandez? You know, something like that. Can you get like an individual moment of brilliance? I'll say in the FA Cup when we were winning 1-0, every time Fernandez had the ball, uh, around the edge of the 18, I was like, please don't do it. <laughs> like, he, he scares me a little bit. Cause scared, he has, yeah. Yeah, because he has that shot. But, like, to your point, though, that's not really in the context of any convincing team football. That is just, do I have three yards of space so I can try to hit a fucking screamer into the top corner? Now, this is at Old Trafford. Yeah. You got, I mean, this is a lot. This is, this is a lot. I like where your head's at. I respect your... I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> this is this is a lot, man. Like I said, they came to the Emirates. They played Arsenal tough. True. To me, they've gotten over that, you know, newly promoted hump, right? You know, yeah. so when teams kind of get up into the into the Premier League, they're in the top flight. They're kind of hanging on for dear life, and then so they sort of kind of like find their footing, you know, and then they're like, all right, now we're. Now we've kind of gotten up to speed and Unite on the other side looks a little slow. You know, I think Bruno Fernandez, obviously he's always scary, you know, with the ball at his feet, but he's got a little bit of the most Salah kind of funky vibes, you know, not quite in lockstep with everything kind of going on there. I think Mason Mount, I think they were looking to him to kind of like come in and be a bit of a glue, glue-ish guy uh, to buy yeah. like another NBA term. And now he's out. And yeah, I just don't know where you get, I don't know where you get the offense from, you know, to be, to be perfectly honest. And I think their productivity has been non-existent. Like I, I, you know, you called it out in the Tottenham match. I don't think they were in that match at all. Like, I think it was pretty, it it was pretty evident. Like, I think we had the draw on that one. And um, that one was a (laughs) a tune out moment. I was like, we're not, we're not getting anywhere near the draw on this one. (laughs) That one. That was one where I was literally saying to Jennifer, uh, my wife, during the game, um, I want Tottenham to score first because classic Tottenham is to score first and then choke it away and then kind of walk away and be like, okay, at least we got a draw. 
And I was like, I said that when they were, and then they go up one nil and I was like, ha ha, perfect. Exactly what we want. And then it wasn't long after I like said it again that they scored the second one. And I was like, man, United's not up for this shit. Okay. <laughs> we're just, <laughs> we're walking away. I mean, at least United loses. I lost my bet, but at least United lost. Yeah. Nice consolation. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, again, flavor of the week is I've got some funky props to throw at you. Let's go. And I think, I think I've got some doozies in here. The first one might be the best of the bunch. United. Now, I hit this one with the U.S. women's national team, sadly. The the old under half a goal. Oh, boy. United's under half a goal. We mentioned how afraid of this team we are not. Plus 900 for them to get shut out at home. This could be a 1-0 loss. This could be a 0-0 rock fight. Plus 900. This team's got one goal in two matches. Didn't get anywhere near the goal last week. Mm-hmm. Am I crazy for thinking might be able to do sp- little sprinkle sprinkling on something <laughs> in, right almost in the four digit range? I mean, the tabloids are going to be going crazy if they get shut out. If you're Manchester United and you get shut out at home by Nottingham Forest, that would be a disastrous. And I know these things turn so fast over there. You're going to have somebody be like, is Eric Ten Hag the right dude for this job? If they get shut out at home, somebody's going to ask that question. That would be a catastrophic result. The only question I'm asking at this point is, is, is this a Hamilton or is this a quarter, quarter unit for your guy? Because <laughs> oh, wow. I think I want to take this one for a ride. No, I think I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pause. I want to at least get through the, 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 the other ones that I've got here. Mm. Under a goal and a half for the match, plus 230. This is a 1-0, plus 230, not so awesome. Under two and a half, though, for the match. Two and a half feels like a lot for these teams. You know, if Forrest is going to like be competitive in this one and maybe I don't see them getting more than one goal. They had chance against Arsenal and I think their quality, like when it came down, when it came down to finishing time, wasn't quite there, which is kind of why I like the draw. I I like them maybe for one goal and then hopefully their defense can kind of keep it interesting. Their intensity as well. Under two and a half though, plus 156. That one feels real nice. I don't, I don't know. Does this one? I don't. This doesn't feel like a two-one-three-nil type match to me. Man, okay. I mean, so I know I said I want to like peruse all the menu before making choices. I mean, that feels like a half unit for me for sure. That's just a good bet. That's a good find by you. I feel like if we could live produce the show, the ones that you're like, I think the ones that we uh, we bring up, like the ones that were not coming into the show, I feel like we can co-sign though. We get free co-signs on those. <laughs> I know we we want to kind of control ourselves with the cosine. Your boy is doing all this work to find mm-hmm. these tasty bets. I'm bringing them to the table, right? I'm bringing you, you know, like a like a nice Kobe beef cheeseburger. You know, we've got some surf and turf over here. You know, some some uh, you know French fries with some nice truffle oil. Like all of this stuff is, is hitting the table. Like yeah, you know, partake. It, yeah. It's too tasty. What like what? What do I get? You know, I'm I'm, I'm here for a good time, not for a long time. <laughs> so let me get this straight. You want to make less bets and do less cosigns with your guy? Why are we doing this? We don't need to yeah. do this. I'm going to join you half a unit on this cosign under two and a half goals plus one fifty six. We talked about the double chance maybe being not the the best value potentially. Mm. This one's a good example of that. So the, the draw is plus five hundred. The double chance is plus two fifty which feels off, right? Because, you know, <laughs> forced, forced to win to outright. Win? Yeah, I think we got to check that. 
this would this is going to be a good test for. They got to be like um, fucking plus eight hundred or something, right? Yeah, plus eight fifty is right what I got. Eight fifty. Yeah, so five hundred on one, eight fifty on the other does not add up to plus two fifty. Yeah. Um, on the double chance, I think it would have to be plus five hundred, plus five hundred for plus two fifty to make sense there. Um, so you're just leaving value on the table by not taking, um, and I don't expect Forrest to win. So that one's a sort of a non-starter. Now we get to the juicies, a little bit of creme brulee. Now we've kind of like plowed through the entrees. Now the dessert carts here, some stuff to kind of look at United to finish outside the top four. I would have bet this one last week just because like I said, they look a little shaky to me. Minus 150. Vegas is telling you United is not a top four team. Now, United to finish outside the top six. <laughs> you know, maybe Brighton sneaks in. Tottenham's looking good. Tottenham already got them once. Newcastle. Newcastle. Liverpool. This isn't the year to limp into this top six. The league not as top heavy. You know, I think as we've seen in, the, in years past where, you know, the big six or the big four, or big five, whatever, whatever you want to think about it, is miles out ahead. I think there's real clumping. I think we're, we're in like sort of like a top eight, top nine kind of um, paradigm. United to finish outside the top six is plus 220. You're a madman. Um, man, I see where your head, like, this might be where all those, me playing FIFA for the Super Nintendo and then me watching Fox Soccer World on like my when like it was like oh yeah my friend has digital cable like that was like a cool thing and all that shit and we were watching like Fox Soccer World and like you know we're watching like the Ryan Giggs David Beckham fucking era hell yeah uh, Paul Scholes era uh, Manchester United God I I mean I honestly get queasy thinking of them not not queasy in a bad way because obviously fuck them I'm a city guy but like. I get confused thinking of them not playing Champions League football. Like, that is, like, a weird thing to me. And if they finish outside the top six, and not like I'm crying, you know, for Eric Ten Hag, he's for sure fired if they finish outside the top six. He's done. And he might be done if they finish fifth. I think so. Well, do you expect him to be there next season? I don't. I think if they finish top four, I think they'll keep them, yeah. And they, they're they selling the club, I think. At least their fans hope they're selling. Hope the Glazers are selling the club. Uh, so, yeah, he might he might get, like, that courtesy year before he gets canned. Man, they, they just got a lot of dudes. Like, you got me, like, going back, like, looking at their roster again. Like, hold on a second. Like, are they really? But, yes, I mean, you're... you're <laughs> they yeah, really are. Points, yeah. I, I, did the, I did this exercise earlier today where I'm like... I, I had the exact same thought. I'm like, no, man, but they, they're loaded. They, they're deep. They've got, they've got dudes. And then when you look at it, you're like, I wouldn't want any of these. <laughs> like, I would, I don't know that I'd want many of these guys to play on my team. Like, yeah, Onana's an excellent keeper. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had a good game. Man, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. Like Jaden Sancho, pretty much all, uh, all hype. Yeah, Mason Mount. We've made our feelings known. Juan Basaka, pretty, uh, pretty inconsistent. I like him. He's, I he's, like him, but yeah, I think but he's fine. But yeah, he's limited. Nothing's gonna get kickstarted from from his action. I'll tell you what: when you have to go through the roster and and then you land on, I know. <laughs> I'll tell you what: I like Onana. He's pretty good. <laughs> like, yeah. There you go. Right? Like that's. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little wild. They don't call it tasty bets for nothing. I'm gonna throw down a chupacabra. United to finish outside the top six, plus two twenty. <laughs> now, if I'm right, if I'm right, and this match looks like a draw. 
or even if the vibes are real bad and they squeak out a win, like a la what they did in the first match week against Wolves, right. this number might creep in the wrong direction. So I'm actually going to go ahead and grab this one right now. United outside the top six, plus 220. Let's go. Look at you. Okay, so you have, I mean, what a world we live in. Uh, and I co-signed it with you. I think actually, am I remembering this correctly? You have two units on Chelsea finishing in the bottom half. I do, yes. And now you have Manchester United Football Club finishing outside of the top six. And for the uninitiated, when Dino casually says a chupacabra, uh, that is three-fourths <laughs> of a unit. <laughs> that is yes. our nomenclature there. My Try apologies, to keep up. yeah. No, this is uh, this is everybody. Come on, listen to the shows. We're winning some money on these Premier League bets. Kind of feel silly that I even have to explain it, but yeah, <laughs> I appreciate you uh, helping out the audience there with that. Mm-hmm. There was a couple other correct score numbers. If you want to get real crazy, the nil nil United Forest that one was plus twenty one hundred. God, I hate I hate that I'm like <laughs> throwing out these bets that seem all too tasty, but I like to bet my own narrative. Right. My narrative is United kind of stinks. Offensively, they're not scary. Forrest's not really going to be scared of them. They already went to the Emirates and, you know, looked Arsenal in the face and, um, you know, played really hard. Like, I think that's, if you're a Forrest head like me, you got to be pretty encouraged with how they <laughs> how they looked. <laughs> now, nil-nil is not, like, quite immediately let's fire Ten Hag, you know, kind of territory. But right. it's it's a little baby step in that direction. Plus twenty one hundred. Yeah. I don't know. Do, do they have to play this game twenty two times for this one to finish nil nil? I don't know that I see that. The good part about it is when the game kicks off, I'm officially winning the bet. I'm winning the bet until somebody scores. <laughs> live live table live standings. <laughs> if result holds, Dino wins the bet plus twenty one hundred. Oh. oh, yeah. Just to have fun, I'm going to put a tenth of a unit, a Hamilton on this one. I thought this that was one going to be a Hamilton. That one's a go. plus. That one would, would net two, 210, 2.1 units with just yeah. a little baby Hamilton. I'm not really going to miss it. I think we're going to clean up in some of the other matches. And like I said, I'm going to, if result holds, that's going to be a fun 30, 40, maybe 50 <laughs> minutes. I mean, like, come on. Like, it's going to be have a good time all, all around. I respect it. I like where your head's at. Let me just say, when you're right about this and we get to go back and I get to kick myself for not jumping on with you, I mean, I cannot wait to see what people are saying about the result of this game. It's fucking disastrous. That that would be that would definitely be something. Yeah. If I if I may, oh wow, oh my goodness. Look at this, okay? I, this this is how you know things are out of whack. The correct halftime score, nil nil, is plus two seventy. Wow. I thought that one was going to be much, much higher. Yeah. So it's plus 270, which is super live for a correct score at halftime, right? That's like one of the better. The only other one that's got a bet that's a better number than that is one nil to United, right? Which is plus 220. So Vegas is telling you the second most likely outcome at halftime is nil nil. Now you're going to tell me that like things don't get tight, tight, tight. You know, mm-hmm. at Old Trafford in the second half, Forrest doesn't quite have the quality to finish something. The booze, the, the booze start coming out, you know, as we get to the 80, 85, you know, hopefully not too much, you know, uh, injury time added to this one. But <laughs> right. to go from plus 270 to plus 2100, 
I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know how I say no to that. I'm feeling real. I'm feeling better and better about this one. Yeah, I mean, I could tell you're. Yeah, you're. You're way in on this. I respect it. I'm going to be watching this game. I mean, it's at 7 a.m. my time. Um, well, luckily, I'm an early riser, so I think this is going to be the match that I watch. Awesome. All right. So, so this one will be on on one of the TVs, and yeah, full unit for me, plus 500 to draw. Actually, I'm going to tamp that down. I'm going to do half a unit on that one, just because the plus 500 is such a big payout, and I'm going to kind of protect myself a little bit. And then I've still got a super live pick tied to this match. I like it. Anything else you wanted to hit? I think we covered it. I mean, that's a that's a great dismount by you. Wonderful. So let's hit the recap. First match that we're looking at, Newcastle-Liverpool. I originally took a look at Newcastle to win outright plus 110, but I found something a little bit tastier. Newcastle to win plus both teams to score. That one is plus 220. That's a full unit for me. I know you want to circle back to this one. I think I will be I will be cheering you on from the sidelines, but I think you're I think you're right about this. Okay. Usually when you say you're cheering me on from the sidelines, I usually hit those, so I'm pretty <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> pretty happy about that. Uh second match, West Ham Brighton, plus three sixty to draw. Full unit for me. I think I found the draw this week, and I think you said you're on board this one as well. Riding with. Boom. That's a close sign. I'm gonna Add a little bit little bit of spice to this one, make it a little bit tastier. If we think both teams are going to score, which I think feels really, really live, the yes on that is minus 166. That is a half unit for me. Let me know what you do with the extra money when you win that one. <laughs> Fair enough. Next match, Brentford Palace. I think we're both taking Brentford plus 100 at home. Yeah, that feels, that feels too good, I think. I'm a full unit on that one for sure. Same. All right, two full units. And that would line them up really nicely for a top half finish. Um, I think they'd be well on their way there. And I think we're both co-signing that one as well. Plus 145 for them to finish in the top half of the league this year. Love the value. Are you going to have to three screen it with this? Because your boys play Fulham at 7 a.m. or at, you know, 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. At the same time that Brentford plays Crystal Palace and at the same time United plays Forest. Well, I mean... I got to watch my team. So that means I'm going to be watching Forrest. And United. <laughs> nice. I think it's going to be switching back between Arsenal's always like in the, in the pole position. So Scott. I'm going to watch them until we get into nervy, nervy moments. I think Arsenal handles Fulham. Fulham looks really, really crap. The, the line on that one <laughs> yeah. is, is, was massive. It wasn't even worth uh, mentioning on, on this show. Um, so I think, I think that one's over pretty early and that might give me a chance to, you know, if the results hold, watch the last 30 <laughs> minutes or so of uh, United and Forest. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not sure. I, I might have to catch the replay of Brentford Palace. We'll see. We'll see what the scores are looking like. I think that's that's the beauty of uh, being able to flip around. That's true. Cool. So is that a full unit cosine? Brentford top half finish plus 145? Absolutely. Boom. You are taking Wolves and Everton to go over two and a half plus 109. Yep. I'm going to... Also, throw a little something in on this match. Quarter unit for me for a penalty to be awarded in this one. The yes on that is plus 210. So let's go. Sloppy defense. Love to see it. Somebody's going to kick somebody. A penalty kick will have happened. I'm going to feel really happy. And if not, quarter unit, not the end of the world. Which leads us to our last match. Nottingham Forest at Manchester United. I'm putting half a unit on this one to draw. Plus 500. Let's go. Then there's a little bit extra action on this one. This one, this one's going to be our our most action packed match of the week. 
We're both taking under two and a half goals for the match, plus 156. Wow. Love the value there. Half a unit for both of us. I'm throwing an old Alexander Hamilton down on correct score, nil-nil, plus 2,100. Let's get Ten Hag in that hot seat. Let's get me paid. And then I'm also unleashing the Chupacabra for United to finish outside the top six, plus 220. Um, Did I miss anything? That's everything, my man. All right, man. I think we did it. This has been another episode of the Tasty Bets Pod. Follow at Tasty Bets Pod on Twitter, X, Reddit, and Threads. Subscribe to Tasty Bets Pod on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. Check the dock next week because we're going to see we're going to see a lot of black ink on that dock. But in the meantime, always, always, always bet responsibly. Big thank you to my co-host. Best of luck to you this weekend. Same to you, buddy, and I'd be remiss if I didn't just say it one time because we didn't cover it. Mary fucking Erps, you got nothing to be ashamed of. You're the best goalkeeper in the world. Thank you for your service. Shout out, Merps. Free Tony. <laughs> Free Tony, man. Good luck. See you as well. See ya. See ya.